This is the official HITS training and consulting podcast. We are America's law enforcement canine training resource. We're raising the training bar for police dogs everywhere by discussing the intricate details of the training techniques used by the experts. HITS Radio is merging the training world with the real world. You've been there. We've been there, too. Welcome to HITS Canine Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Meyer. Today, uh, coming to you, I'm going to be just by myself, and I'm going to talk a little bit about dog-on-dog aggression. It's a subject that um, I don't think we talk about enough, and I don't know uh, really anybody who trains how to correct the problem of having a dog-aggressive dog um, very much. I have run a class. I've done it as a hands-on class, and then I also teach it at HITS. So this year in Scottsdale, I'll be teaching a two-hour block on dog-on-dog aggression. So basically, if you have a dog that's a dog fighter, it's just unacceptable. And I have a lot of people that when I train with them, they know they have dog fighter dogs, but they just uh, put up with it and try to keep their dogs away from other dogs. The problem is that's not super practical. At some point, your dog's going to encounter another dog, whether it's another police dog working in the same area or it's going to be a pet dog out in the field somewhere. Or It doesn't matter what type of dog you have, if it's a patrol dog or a a detector dog, it doesn't matter. So a dog that's dog aggressive is, in my opinion, completely unacceptable for to be a police dog. But there's the good news is there's a lot of ways to kind of fix that and change their behavior. So one of the things I do is I start with selecting a dog that doesn't have that tendency. So um, I'll kind of explain how I how I do some of the selection tests and what I'm looking for. And if you start with the right dog, then it's not too bad. But if you're listening to this podcast and, and you're hoping to get some information, chances are you know, you're already working a dog that's showing dog aggressive behavior. And uh, so the selection test is, is, is past that. That part's done. And now you're working that dog. The good news is, is I can tell you I've had very good success with some of the techniques I'm going to talk about. Um, to get your dog to kind of clear their head and not be as dog aggressive. And uh, for some of these dogs, just tolerating other dogs is all I'm looking for. So uh, I just want to, you know, start off with is just that a dog aggress- a dog that is aggressive to other dogs is a liability. It's a, to both the, the canine unit, to the handler, to the department. You just can't have a dog that every time he sees another dog, he wants to leave his task and then start trying to fight with that other dog. So it's, it's unacceptable. Um, if you're putting up with it right now, take a hard look at, at some of the things that you do to keep your dog away from other dogs and be honest with yourself and realize that it's impacting your job performance and oftentimes it's probably impacting your safety. So uh, the unit that uh, when I was uh, still working a patrol dog, we deployed several dogs off leash in the same area together and the dogs would bump into each other on a routine manner. So it was a big part of our training not to let those dogs be aggressive to each other because we couldn't have that going on during an area search you know, with, with uh, it, unknown number of suspects out so we worked on it a lot and we did a lot of just dog socialization stuff and we picked dogs that that didn't have the propensity but we'd always have a dog here or there that would have a little bit of a dog fight to him so over the years i just came up with some ways that that'll kind of curb that that uh, desire in the dog so um, again you know not just working at home at working at on the field when you take the dog home you don't want your police dog eating your family pet or your neighbor's dog. You know, if you if you want to uh, Google like you know police dog kills family pet, there's several instances of that, and uh, it's 
obviously bad publicity. You don't want your dog to hurt somebody else. So somebody else's dog, I should say. So it's, there's lots of reasons that I don't need to keep uh, harping on why we can't have dogs that are dog aggressive. So with that, you know, let's talk about just some ways that we, uh, start thinking about how we're going to, um, change that dog's mindset. So the first thing that, that I, I usually talk about is that if even if, if we have a, a training group or an agency and we have 10, 15 dogs or we have an agency that has two or three dogs, if even only one of those dogs is dog aggressive, then we have a problem for that whole group. So it needs to be a group exercise. Just because somebody you know, basically drew the short straw and got a dog that has some dog aggression doesn't mean that because my dog doesn't have any dog aggression that I can just wash my hands of it. Because the people whose dogs are not dog aggressive, we're going to use those dogs to help cure the dog aggressive dog. So, you know, we're always uh, as strong as our weakest link and that, that hurts our, our, our whole unit or training group or however we're going to deploy when we have one dog that is dog aggressive. So it needs to be bought in uh, the program of, of fixing that dog and rehabbing that dog needs to be bought in by all the people in the unit as well as the supervisor. And sometimes it takes the supervisor to tell the handler, look, I'm tired of, of your dog having an issue, so we're all going to start working on it. So it's really, uh, I, I go more in depth in the class and I have some videos and stuff, but basically in a nutshell, what I like to do is I like to tap into the dog's natural desire to be part of a pack. So even if a dog is dog aggressive, he still wants to be part of that pack and he wants to be around the other dogs. His motivation isn't always just to fight with the other dogs. He simply wants to be, they're all pack animals. They want to be near the pack. So what I'll do is I'll just put all the dogs out on the field. They're of course all muzzled. They're all on a leash and have a large field. Have everybody just walking the dogs around. The For neutral dog behavior, I want the dogs to just walk by the other dogs. I don't want them to fight. And I also don't want them to have the overwhelming desire to try to play because that also takes the dogs off task. So I just simply want them to walk around and yep, there's a dog there and I can't, there's nothing I can do about it. If I have a dog then that is dog aggressive, I'll have that dog on the outside. So if you kind of picture circles, all the dogs that are not dog aggressive will be in the center of the field. The ones that maybe have a little bit of an issue either with too much fight or too much play, they'll be kind of the next layer. And they'll kind of be walking with a bigger bubble around the dog. So just think of the dog's got a bigger space bubble. And then the ones that are extremely dog aggressive are going to be outside and they're going to have a larger bubble. And as everybody's walking around, the dogs that are on the outside that are 20, 30 yards away, they have a desire to be with the, the pack. So if, you, if you're the one walking that dog or you tell the handler who's walking that dog, you're walking around and when the dog is calm, and he's not looking when he's not having any impure thoughts. So you can tell the dog that's dog aggressive. He's going to turn. He's going to pick a dog. He's going to make hard eye contact with that dog. Most likely his tail will stiffen. Sometimes the tail will go straight up and curl a little bit. His ears are going to go forward. He's going to show you a whole lot of stuff about what he's thinking. And then probably the next thing he's going to do is he's going to lunge and hit the end of the leash. So before any of that happens... I want to be in a position to correct that dog. So I'll be walking quite a ways away. He's not quite as tempted. Maybe if the one of the dogs makes a little noise or, or moves or whatever, that's going to get his attention. And I'm going to watch him. And if he has what I describe as an impure thought, 
I'm going to give him a correction. Now, this isn't a correction that's going to yank him off his feet. and It's going to be basically just enough of a leash correction that it's going to change his behavior. It's going to break that concentration before he gets himself all spun up. And I want to do it on a leash. I, I teach e-collar classes, as most of you know. I'm a big e-collar support, supporter, but I think this should be a leash because I want to be kind of personal with the handler. So I want to give him a, a, a nice, firm leash correction, but it needs to be tempered to the amount of, of correction needed. So if all he's doing is starting to have an impure thought, I'm going to give him a correction just to change that. If we give him too hard of a correction, we're going to induce some of that that aggressive behavior in the dog because he's like, all right, now we're going to fight and you're going to basically, you know, start to ramp that up. So I want to do just enough of a nope and give him a correction and then keep walking. Once the dog is walking around and he's not having those impure thoughts as I'm walking in my circle and now everybody's walking around in circles, but in different directions. So sometimes I'll be walking towards the dog. Sometimes there's a dog walking by me. Everybody's walking kind of in their circles but all going uh, different directions. So there's a lot going on to the dog because he's seeing some dogs pass him and he's, and he's seeing dogs come at him. So especially when the dogs are coming at him, we want to make sure that, you know, if we have a very dog aggressive dog, is we're going to use one of the dogs that's not dog aggressive. So the, the dog that's not dog aggressive, he'll be walking towards him. He's not going to pay two, two cents to this uh, other dog. He's just going to keep walking along, pay no attention to him. The aggressive dog is going to start looking hard at that dog. That's when he's going to get a quick correction, then keep walking. And when he starts tolerating that, then I'm going to move him a little closer to the circle. And every time he gets rewarded by moving closer to the circle, I'm going to watch him. If he starts to look at another dog or have those impure thoughts, I'm going to give him a correction. and I'm going to walk very distinctly away from the circle. No longer in that circular pattern. I'm going to turn and walk directly out of the circle. And he's going to feel that he's leaving the pack. So I'll probably walk it about, you know, depending on how aggressive he looked like he was going to be, I'll give him a correction. And then I'm going to walk away from the pack for a minute, not a minute in time, but for, you know, probably 20 or 30 yards. I want to go a little ways away from him and keep moving. The dog needs to keep moving. I don't want to stop and I don't want to have the dog time to load up and and start thinking about what's going on. It's just one minute I'm with the pack. Now I'm getting walked away from the pack. The dog's mind's thinking, I want to be back with that pack. So then I'll start walking again back around the circle. But now we're 20 or 30 yards away and I'm going to make the dog just keep tolerating that. And once he tolerates that, then we'll be 15 yards away and then 10 yards away. And we're just going to keep walking the dogs around. And these should be fairly short sessions and that's going to be all you're going to do on the first session is just teach that dog that i'm going to correct you and i'm going to move you away from the pack every time you have an impure thought just keep walking away what you'll see is pretty soon the dog will quit loading up every time he sees other dogs because his desire is to be around the other dogs and not be taken away from them so it doesn't take too many sessions of that to get the dog to where he can just now start walking around through all the other dogs. We do that as long as it takes. Uh, it, it, sometimes it's one session. Oftentimes it's one session. It's just changing the dog's mind. Sometimes it takes a little bit more than that. Put the dogs up, give them some water, let them clear their heads and uh, make it so it's kind of fun. So as you leave the pack, play with your dog a little bit and pet him. Even if you have the dog that you're working on, the dog, the dog that is dog aggressive, 
you're probably not having a ton of fun with this, but you still need to make it fun for the dog. So it's not like a big punishment session because if you put the dog away and you're pissed off, the dog's going to sit there and know that you're pissed off. So it's got to be, I'm training you. Now the training's over. We're having fun. All sins are forgiven. Put you away. Come back out and you're going to have a fresh dog. Put the dog away when, when things aren't going so good. When you open the door, he's going to come out more ready to fight, not ready to, to clear his head. So it's always like any training. It's always got to be fun uh, going back to the car, clear their head, let them, let them go back to the car and relax a little bit. So once the dogs are tolerating that, we're just going to keep getting closer and closer. Then we're going to get rid of the circles. And we're just going to start walking in the field, back and forth, walking everywhere. So there's going to be times where the dogs are going to walk right in front of the dog aggressive dog. They're going to walk behind him. They're going to walk next to him. And we're just going to keep ramping that up. And these are going to be short sessions of doing that. And corrections when the dog is, is looking at another dog. If you're down the middle and you're walking all different directions and the dog aggressive dog starts being aggressive, I like to turn. I don't want to just keep walking straight. I want the dog to feel that I turn because I want that correction of the leash and then I'm going to walk decidedly away from the pack and let that dog know. I'm not going to be yelling at him or anything. It's just going to be, nope, and we're going to walk away from the pack. And that dog will want to stay back with that pack. So we'll walk back around. Maybe I'll walk all around the pack while everybody's walking all their different directions. And then I'll try to walk back through the middle of it. But it's going to be uh, up to the dog that he'll be able to tolerate walking around without being aggressive to the other dogs. And again, these corrections are what the dog requires. So if you have a severely aggressive dog, this is going to go slower. And you might have to give him a much harsher correction with the leash to be able to get his attention. Again, I mentioned it before, but it goes without saying that at this point, the dogs are always all muzzled. Even the dogs that are not dog aggressive, everybody's muzzled. We're not going to have a dog fight or an accidental bite. And the handler, you need to know your dog well enough that when you're doing this, you're not going to end up going to war with your dog. So what I mean is that this is a time where the dogs, if you have a dog that's dog aggressive, Sometimes those are dogs that are rank dogs, the dogs that want to come up the leash sometimes and bite the handler. So those two things go together quite often. You should know your dog well enough that you know how far you can push this without having the dog come up the leash and then you've got another problem on your hand that you have to start to try to fix. So I want the dog to look at you more as an ally, not as a punisher or the person who's correcting him for being dog aggressive. It's kind of like, all right, Let's get through this uh, group of dogs together and not have you uh, staring at all of them. So it has to be kind of a, a partnership with the dog, not you fighting with the dog the whole time. If the dog is, is so ramped up and every time you get near him, he's lunging and barking and screaming at the dogs, you've gone too far, too fast. So back up, get more distance. I've done this where I've even had dogs on the inside of a ball field and I'll have the dog aggressive dog on the outside of the ball field. So that fence, besides being a barrier for safety for the other dogs, it also is a visual barrier for the dog because then the dog knows the fence is there and he wants to come in there. So I'll just, you need to work this slow and everybody has to be part of it. So even if you have, again, if you have the dog that's not dog aggressive, your dog's going to be out there walking around and he's going to be the dog that's probably going to do more of the training to the aggressive dog. You can take your dog and walk closer to him knowing that your dog is not going to do all the body language that is going to trigger the, the dog aggressive dog. So we just keep working that dog until he can accept all of that, walk in different areas. 
And then at some point as you're doing that, spread the dogs out, put them in a down. All the dogs lay down. Just let them sit there. If your dog is a dog aggressive dog, let him lay there. And if he starts with the ears going forward, making hard eye contact at one of the dogs, because now these dogs are laying there, they're doing nothing. And preferably, I kind of went over this a little fast, but preferably I'd like to work on one dog aggressive dog at a time. So if I have five dogs that are all dog aggressive and two that aren't, this isn't going to work. So you need to have more dogs that are not than are. So if I have one or two dogs that are dog aggressive at this point, they're going to lay down. I mean, the, the ones that are showing the propensity for dog fighting, they'll start doing some hard eye contact. I'm going to give them the leash correction. I'm going to walk them back out of the group. Maybe when I do that and I'm walking the dog aggressive dog away, all the other dogs that are behaving properly, you can get them up, walk them around, and then lay them down in a little bit tighter group. And they're, th- at this point, every dog has their own little bubble around them. So they're all fine. And, there, and he, this also is going to help the handlers who have dogs that want to play with the other dogs because now they're going to try and crawl over and play with the other dog, but it's a great time to work your obedience. The down means down and you can't crawl around and look at the other dogs. And if you have a dog that's trying to play with the other dogs, it's also going to be a correction, but it just most times it would just be a verbal no, you know, leave it and keep the dog so he's not trying to, to play with all the other dogs. If you need to get him up and walk him around, clear his head, because he wants to play so badly, that's fine. Don't reward the behavior. Don't pet him. Don't play with him because that's what he's soliciting. Just move him a little further away and down him. And a lot of times what I see is that the dogs that on either end of the spectrum, they a lot of times they'll pick one dog that they seem to want to fight um, and they'll, they'll lay down and they'll keep targeting that dog. So the easy answer to that is keep those two dogs away from each other. We're building for success. I'm going to teach the dog aggressive dog. You got to be around all dogs. If it's a dog that's sometimes in, in one unit, there's two dogs that don't seem to get along. I'm going to work all these with those dogs separate, let them clear their heads first, and then I'll start introducing them back to each other once we've got some foundation. So once the dogs are laying down in a, in a, in a big group, all in different areas, then I'll bring the, the dog aggressive dog back, put him where I can, you know, kind of you should know your dog, how, how close can I get, put him down, watch him. And again, what we're looking for is the impure thought. At this point, if you've done your, your work and you've gone slow enough, and this might be, you know, every Wednesday on your training days, you might be a month into this whole process because you've been doing it, you know, part of every training day for a little while. Or it might be the second day if you're doing if you decide you're going to work it for a week or whatever. But every dog is going to be a little bit different. Oftentimes when I teach this hands-on part of the class, we get to that point, this point that I'm going to describe very quickly within a couple of hours. But, uh, and that's a couple of hours of putting the dogs away, working on other stuff, and then working on this. So that at this point, the dog, when you bring him back, he's going to lay down. He knows that, that having impure thoughts and, and being any bit aggressive is going to get him out of the pack. So they'll lay there. And then what you're looking for is you want the dogs to lay there long enough that they all relax. And usually you can tell that they'll roll over on one side, kind of uh, really relax. They'll take a breath. They'll, uh, they won't be up on all fours. They're going to lay, lay over. I don't care if the dog rolls on onto a side. I've had that happen where I've had dogs that they roll on their side. And then I've had people tell me, well, that dog's showing that he's submissive. Not really. He's just relaxed. He doesn't care. So it's not a, it's not an indictment on the dog. If he's so relaxed that he'll roll over 
I, I haven't really had many roll over on their back, but I've had plenty that just roll over on their side and figure good time for a nap because they're not looking at any of this as a threat. So don't think that, that you have, that to have a tough street dog. He's got to be a dog that's always staring at these other dogs. This would be an environment where the dogs should be able to be nice and relaxed. And once they're all relaxed, give them a couple pets, pick them up, and then walk them away, give them a break, and put them back to the car. You're only trying to get that mindset in the dog aggressive dog once or twice, you know, and it's going to be for a short period of time at this. Then the more you do it, you can start bringing the dog out, put all the dogs in a down. You probably won't have to do the circles anymore. Just get them used to laying in the proximity of each other and let them all kind of relax. Once that dog aggressive dog realizes that if I'm aggressive, I'm going to be pulled away from the pack and nothing fun's going to happen that way. And uh, the other dogs are relaxed, so I might as well start relaxing. You'll see those dogs will attenuate pretty quickly to that. Get the dogs used to just simply laying down next to each other, not to where they can touch each other, not to where they can crawl to each other, but you know they're all a few feet away. They all have their own, their own bubble, if you will. So they, uh, none of them are, are trying to go at it. And again, we're using more dogs that are not dog aggressive at this point because when the dog aggressive dog sees five, six, seven, eight other dogs that are all, you know, very relaxed, put their heads all the way down on the ground half awake, maybe even sleeping, then they're going to realize, you know, I'm being a jackass trying to fight with all of them when they don't care. And you'll see dogs train other dogs. We see it all the time. You'll see that those dogs will start showing that dog how to behave as part of their pack. So put the, put those genetics to use and, and, and use those dogs. Don't do this with six dogs that are all dog aggressive because it's only going to take one of those dogs to change their behavior and then they're all going to be at it again. So you need to kind of pick and choose. And if you have several dogs that are dog aggressive, you're going to have to work them in one at a time before you get to the point where all the dog aggressive dogs are laying there. But this system will work with that. It's just you got to change each dog by themselves with the non-dog aggressive dogs first and clear their head. And these are exercises that you can do in between exercise exercises. So if you guys are out doing your training day, when you're figuring out what you're going to do, start. Do group obedience, then put all the dogs in a down near each other. And if you start socializing the dogs from day one, so the first day you start training that dog, you've already got you know seven, eight other trained dogs in that group. If you start doing this at the first day, that in-between bite work, in-between detection work, in between at the beginning of the day, halfway through the day, at the end of the day, you know, maybe we'll recap what we did for the training day where you get all the dogs muzzled and lay them down. This is a, a five-minute exercise that you just throw in throughout the day, and then you won't ever have those problems. So you just keep working the dogs so they're around each other. And once they will accept laying down next to each other, then I just want to ramp it up a little bit more. So then I'm going to have the dogs start laying right next to each other. I'm going to put them nose to butt and make sure that the dog behind doesn't try to reach forward and smell the other dog's butt. He's got to just be nice and neutral. I'll have the dogs laying side by side, even to the point where I'll start making them touch each other. So they're laying next to each other and they're both touching each other. Um, when you do this at first with the dog aggressive dog, you're going to find one that's completely not dog aggressive. He gets to, to stay in the, the down. The dog aggressive dog's going to have to walk over and lay next to him. Neither He's not going to want to do that, but just put him in a down. Maybe put him uh, so it's the heads are opposite directions so he doesn't get to make quick eye contact. And just he'll know that, that 
next to his back leg is another dog touching him and get him used to that. But what you're not going to do is overly praise him either because he's not doing anything that incredible. Just lay down. I told you to lay down. You lay there. I don't care if another dog's touching you. If you start over praising him, then that's going to ramp up those emotions in him too. It should be a very neutral thing. So that's what we're looking for is that it should be neutral for the dog. The Your voice tones and your corrections are going to be only what are needed. So your voice tones should be fairly neutral and the corrections should be very uh, mostly just to break the dog's concentration. So if you lay him down, the dog starts being an ass, you know what you're going to do. You're going to walk him away from the entire pack, walk him around a little bit and bring him back in. But once you get the dogs to where they'll start accepting that contact next to each other, then we just would uh, ramp that up all the time. So I would then the next thing we're going to do is we're going to actually have dogs walk over each other. We're going to have dogs lay next to each other with other dogs walking around each other. The reason we're doing all that is that if you push that envelope to having a dog walk over the other one, I'll even, I've even made, um, and I have some pictures in the class you'll see, I've made like a pile of Malinois and I lay them all on top of each other and they all have to lay there. None of them like it. But the, the idea there is, is that if you're laying in the middle of a bunch of Malinois in training and then the next night when you're on an area search and a little dachshund comes and tries to bite at you, it's no big deal to that dog because it's like I've put up with a lot more than this and they're not going to react with that massive amount of aggression just because there's a dog in the area. So it's just a thing that, you know, I'll keep pushing the envelope and get the dog used to having all those dogs lay around them. If they'll accept all of that, then, you know, I'll put all the dogs back onto a leash for this exercise and I'll put a basketball out in the area and let the dogs see the other dogs play with the basketball make them watch the other dogs uh, play with the basketball, walk them by. And what I'm looking for is that dog, aggressive dog, he should be concentrated on wanting to play with that basketball in the muzzle, not going after the dog. And that's something that I incorporate into my um, e-collar classes. And we do that on day, day two in the morning. We put all the dogs on the field. If you've seen some of my videos I've put on Facebook, you'll see that we'll have a bunch of dogs. Some of them are chasing balls. You're doing obedience. That's a good example of doing that socialization right in the middle of all your training. So once you get the dog's head clear, you don't have to make this a separate training module. You're just adding in stuff like that to make the dog be obedient to you above his desire to dog fight. So I'll have uh, dogs doing other things and the, the dog aggressive dogs and have to lay there and watch without being aggressive with the dog. When he's being good, then I'll walk him over on a muzzle and a, a leash let him play with the, the soccer ball. And the reason that I'm doing that is that if I let him up, he might go to his own devices and go and, and tag another dog. Now we're back to square one and we're going to go all the way back to doing the circles once he's done that. So we're going to keep, we're going to prevent that by keeping him on a leash, controlling his environment, controlling, being able to clear his mind very quickly when he starts to, to act like he's going to be aggressive to the dogs. So it's just a simple, uh, as, as keeping them around the groups, uh, do coming up with a lot of different ways. And then um, after that, uh, one of the things I like to do is I like to go and find dogs in the, the neighborhood. So every neighborhood has them where there's some junkyard dogs that are barking and fighting at the fence. So then I'll take that dog aggressive dog and I'll just teach him that we're going to do obedience and I'm going to walk down the alley and you're in a heel. Now he's already had, you know, dogs laying next to him. He's had dogs you know, playing with a basketball right in front of him. So we've, we've already taught him that being aggressive to other dogs is not acceptable. 
Now I'm going to walk down the alley and I'm going to have where there's two or three dogs fighting at the fence. Keep him in a heel and just walk down. And once once he learns he's got to stay in the heel and he has a purpose, then I'll let him walk down. And it's when dogs don't have a purpose, they're not in a heel, they're just walking, then sometimes that's when they're going to get themselves in trouble. So I'll just walk down. I'll be a little bit closer to him, but I'm not going to give him a command. He's going to be on a leash. And if he gets interested in these dogs that are being dog aggressive through the fence, I'll give him a correction. I'll walk him back away. But I'll use some of the, the, the dogs that I can find in neighborhoods that are fence fighters and just keep pushing it. So the, the key to all of this is to be very consistent and giving the dog a correction that anytime he starts showing interest. So interest could be things like uh, staring, sniffing, growling, barking, lunging, any of that hard eye contact, anything like that. They'll usually give you a lot of clues before they get to the point of actually trying to fight another dog. They'll usually have a little bit of posturing going on. And the reason that most dogs will posture before they get in a dog fight is because it's like two dudes at a bar. They're kind of trying to get each other's attention. They want to see if, if they're they're both willing to fight. And they also want to see what's the reaction to that other dog. So if you watch some videos, you can find them on YouTube of dog parks and stuff. It's kind of, I find it fascinating. Sometimes you'll see a dog, aggressive dog, show some posture and another dog will react with posture also. Somehow they communicate to each other that back off and the one who basically started it will turn and walk away. So there is some information going on, but the goal is that they never get to get to that information. But as soon as the dog starts thinking a dirty thought, you're going to give them a leash correction, turn around, walk away. And then light praise again. The praise should be kept at the right amount. If you do too much praise because you're happy that your dog is putting up with something, then he's going to get a little confused. So it should just be, I'm not going to give you a crazy amount of praise because you're just laying there letting other dogs lay next to you, which you should do. So scratch their ears, give them a little bit. So, and again, to just stress again that these are short sessions. Um, Take your time with the training. There, you're gonna, if you have a severely aggressive dog, it's gonna take a while. And it's just a matter to teach the dog to stay on task. So whatever, whether it's a, a detector dog or a patrol dog or dual purpose dog, we're gonna teach this dog to stay on task when there's other dogs around. But I can tell you, that having uh, done this with hands-on with lots and lots of dogs and taught this class to probably a couple thousand people at HITS over the years um, and then talk to people about feedback, um, very few dogs can you not rehab enough to at least get them to stay, you know, as a goal-orientated dog and not be so dog aggressive. And I mentioned at the beginning, I was going to talk just a little bit about um, the, the selection test. So when I selection test dogs, when I'm looking for a patrol dog, one of the first things I do is I start looking at the dog in the kennel. So when they're getting, you know, if, if, if it's a kennel that you get to go get the dog out of the kennel, which are the, I, I prefer that because I like to see how they are coming in and out of the kennel. But if it's, a, if, if it's that or if it's a kennel where they're going to get the dog out of the kennel and walk them down to you, that dog at that kennel has been taken out of that kennel and walked onto the field where you're going to meet that dog several times. So that dog's bored in the kennel. He knows he's walking down to a training field where he's going to get to have fun. His whole world should be, I want to get out to that field as fast as possible. If I see the dog that as he's walking out of the kennel is trying to go to every fence back and forth and fight with all the dogs that are barking at him, 
because they're jealous. They're not getting out. So it's a lot of commotion, a lot of the dogs barking. If I see the dog that, that wants to go to each one of those and check in and bark, that's oftentimes a dog I'll tell the vendor, just go ahead and put that dog away. He's not the dog for me because that's a dog you know is you're going to have trouble with because, again, the dog's whole world right now is he's living in a kennel and then once, twice a day he gets to come out of that kennel, go down to this training field and have fun. His whole life should be pulling as hard as he can to get to that training field, not caring about all the dogs barking at him. So start with those types of, you know, start looking at the dog. And then when you're selection testing the dog, take him by some of the other dogs in the kennel on the other side of the fence and just see what's, what his reaction is. Because at, at that point, you don't want to have a dog that, that wants, you know, that his, his biggest thing that he wants in the world is to go fight with another dog because then you're behind the eight ball. So a lot of people don't pay any attention to how dog aggressive they are when they're buying the dog, but it should start way back then. And then just keep watching it, you know, in training and make it part of your training at the very beginning. Most of the time when you do that, you'll end up with a dog that will simply tolerate the other dogs. That's all I'm looking for is just uh, tolerate other dogs. Some dogs will never be friendly to the dogs. Some dogs will always want to play too much. And this is a technique to work with that too, so that they don't go off task. So again, I have a, quite a few videos and some other information here that I'm happy to share with you. If you want to come check it out at, at HITS, we'll be in Scottsdale in just a couple of weeks. So hitscanine.net for all the information. Right now we have well over a thousand handlers registered. Um, it's going to be a huge event. The good thing is the hotel's getting full, but there's a few hotels in the area if you haven't registered for your hotel. But the good thing is we have plenty of room in the hotel during the event. So the plenty of classroom seats, plenty of room in the vendor area. You know, if you can get to Scottsdale, you might not be able to stay in the host hotel at this point, but we have uh, some overflow hotels that we're working with. Um, but we will we'll have well over a thousand handlers. And then with all the rest of the group, we're expecting the entire group to probably be about 1600 canine professionals. So uh, the registrations are rolling in every day now. Uh, probably end up with about 12, 1300 registered handlers plus uh, all of the instructors and the staff. So it's going to be a fantastic event. Hitscanine.net. It's in Scottsdale. Um, it's about, I'm recording this right now on July 29th. So in just a couple weeks, we'll be at, uh, at Hits in Scottsdale. So if you want to uh, reach out to me, talk to me about any of this, just shoot me an email, jeff at hitscanine.net. Uh, I'm happy to kind of go over it. It's something that I'm pretty passionate about. And I don't think a lot of people uh, do enough training to, on dog aggressive dogs. So I'm happy to, to try and help you if you if you have one of those dogs. So again, uh, hitsk9.net for the information on, on all of our classes. We've got great instructors. And uh, we will see you in just a couple weeks. Thanks. Be safe.